Welcome to the DadWork Podcast. My name is Kurt Storing, your host and the founder of DadWork. This is episode number 81, three ways to introduce and practice mindfulness with young children. Guys, I spent quite a long time after becoming uh, well-versed in mindfulness, realizing how much it changed my life. And all I wanted to do was share that with my wife and with my kids. And so I tried a whole bunch of stuff to convince them that it was the most important thing in the world and that they should just figure it out and do it and meditate along with me. Well, uh, as you might have guessed, it doesn't feel very good for young kids to just sit and meditate. And they're like, what is this? Why am I doing this? I have too many questions. I got to move. I got to go to the bathroom. Dad, this is stupid. And so I didn't want to like force them and actually lead them away from it because you know they're like, oh, dad wanted me to do that. Now I resent him. I'm never going to do that thing. So I chilled out and I found three ways that I actually can incorporate this into their lives in a way that they don't even see as me doing it, but I hope will have long-term impacts. I'm already seeing the benefits of doing all these things I'm gonna share. So I hope you get a lot of amazing info from this and apply it to your own life and see the results because guys, this is working for me. Before we get into the episode, I wanna remind you that we are running a men's community for fathers online with training, with brotherhood, with calls, with a course, with discussion online, with member-led men's groups like guys, this will literally change your life. I was saying last Friday reflections, I think maybe the one before that, that this kind of work, I woke up in the morning and I was like, man, I'm like, you couldn't convince me three to nine years ago that I could possibly feel this good because it is a hundred percent different than what I used to feel all the time. And so yes, become a better dad. Yes. Become a better husband. Yes. Become a better man. What does that mean? Well, look on the most fundamental level for me, it means I literally do not hate my life, which I used to feel like I do. It was overwhelming. I was angry. Everything sucked. I hated it. I didn't know how to get out of this. I was filled with shame and guilt for sucking so bad at doing all this. And now I wake up happy, content, confident. I am a leader. I know where I am going. Guys, if you want to make that sort of change in your life, come join us in the village. This is a dedicated, mindful, intentional group of men fathers who are doing their work together. We come together with calls. We have workshops. We have courses. You can learn at your own pace. You can jump in as much as little as you want. And guys, it is literally less than $50 a month. If that is not worth changing your life, I don't know what's going on, guys. It just literally is. Imagine the consequences of doing nothing, living your same life if it feels miserable, and then 20 years from now, regret. Your kids don't want to hang out with you anymore. Your kids are in therapy your wife doesn't talk to you anymore, you feel even worse, you're out of shape, you're overweight, and you don't know what's worth living for. I, I'm sorry to bring it across like that. It might sound like, oh, some sort of scare tactic for sales. I don't care, guys. Join mine, join someone else's, join something where you are going to be doing the work intentionally to become a better version of you. Because one, you deserve it. Never mind like your wife and your kids, you're a human being. You should feel good. You should feel happy and safe. You should love yourself. This kind of work lets you do that. And then yes, for everyone else around you, you will serve them and show up so much better. If it sucks and you hate the village, just cancel and you don't have to pay me next month and we'll you'll get the whole value that you've got in there the last month you joined, go through the whole course. I don't care, that's fine. But if it doesn't suck, then you commit and you can change your life. The downside is literally losing like half a tank of gas these days with whatever the gas price is where you are. It's crazy where I am. That's the downside. The upside is literally changing your life. I'm not going to be perfect all the time. I'm going to screw up. Great. You can tell me that inside the village and I will do my best to make it better. But guys, I think we're already producing insane value in there. And I want you to join me because it is my goal 
to have the largest amount of fathers on the planet doing this work so that we can change the world. One family and one father at a time. Imagine the world that our kids will make if they grow up with less of the emotional baggage than we had. I can't even imagine that. But that's what I want to live to see. So guys, join us inside the village. Go to dad.work slash village. That's in your URL browser bar, dad.work slash village. Sign up right now. We'll do a call. You'll meet me. I'll get you connected. I'll sort you out with some of the guys who might be local to you or who might have same similar interests. Guys, we're going to be building this thing. It's a brotherhood. It's going on. We're going to do this together. And I want you there. Anyway, all that being said, if you're not ready for that, well, that sucks, but you can keep listening to the podcast for free. You can get our free email series at dad.work slash email. You can read our Instagram post, dadwork.curt on Instagram. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to be doing to reach every single man along the path, no matter whether you can afford it or not. We're just going to give you free stuff as much as we can all the time. And if you're ready to take that next step, well, you can join us in the village or in our dad work men's groups. Okay. That's a great intro, super long. Hopefully it offended you. Hopefully it triggered you so that you do something and change your life for the better. Because men, I can't believe that I feel this way and I do. So you can do it too. All right. Let's get into the episode. Here we go. All right, guys. One of the topics that I've thought about a lot is, okay, I want to make sure my kids know and have the tools to be mindful. That means paying attention. That means being aware of themselves and the world around them. That means noticing and feeling their emotions and honoring them. And uh, if I try to just make them meditate, they are going to hate it. So what on earth do I do? And honestly, I have tried that. Uh, I have introduced meditation to them. I've asked them to sit with meditation. And sometimes it works, but often they're just like, nope. And it's usually probably because I'm being straight up and asking them to do it. Bye-bye, Leo. I love you. All right, so how do we actually do this? And like I've said on this podcast before, mindfulness changed my life. Just paying attention to things and noticing things and not being so distracted by everything. And when I first started to practice all this stuff, I literally wanted to shout it from the rooftops because I was like, wow, the world would change. It was like this mind-blowing new way to live. And I thought literally everyone should know about it, especially those closest to me, including my kids. But unfortunately, as I just said, conversations about non-duality and finding eternity in each moment and you know, forcing them to meditate was slightly beyond the comprehension of my young children, and they don't usually learn by having me lecture them anyway. So, you know, did meditations with them, like I said, uh, especially ones that were for kids. It's helpful for me, so I was sure that if I just introduced it to them as the, the so-called kids ones, they'd naturally love it too and become perfect little monk children. Uh, they sat through a couple of them and then they start resisting. And it's, you know what, like some kids I'm sure actually use these mindfulness meditations, um, maybe in schools when they're like doing them as a group, but you know, mine just weren't as interested in doing that. So the short story is that I struck out a few times and I'm like, okay, well, how do I actually do this? Um, and I had to figure it out because it's so, so important to, to live mindfully rather than just to let life pass them by with inertia. So I had to figure out a way without being so overt and forceful. Uh, now, obviously, they're still young, but I found a few ways that are starting to make a difference, that they are beginning to be more mindful. They are thinking for themselves. They are being um, just aware and self-aware, which is beautiful to see. Now, the the point here is not to turn your kids into ascetic spiritual seekers. Uh, the point is to build habits and normalize this type of lifestyle so that our kids can grow up more aware of their bodies, their feelings, and their surroundings. It's basically a way to guard them against the overbearing negative pressures of modern society. Screen distractions, hustling at all costs, perfectionism, and the like. 
So with the goal of being able to normalize and build habits, here are a few things that have me excited about how mindful my kids are already becoming. Number one is show them your mindfulness practices. The most important way to normalize mindfulness for your kids is to be open with your own practice. Kids do not do what you say, they do what you do. And so if they see you meditating, I mean, I purposely do this in the living room sometimes while they're playing to make really sure they see me and then I talk to them about it. Uh, I'll talk to them about you know meditating, breath work, men's group, pretty much everything else I'm doing because it's such a big part of my life. And um, you know, I just start planting the seeds in their minds. And over the years, they're going to continue to be exposed to this stuff. They're going to witness as I grow as a man and a father. And I'll talk to them about how it's helped me grow. They'll at least have, at this point, once they can see this, and I told them a little bit about it, they'll at least have the tools that can help them practice mindfulness, which is a huge step up from people like me who had to not only build the tools themselves, but learn what those tools were in the first place. And basically, guys, what I mean by that is I didn't even know you could pay close attention and then like notice things in your body and then do the inner work to heal them. My kids will always know that's a fact, right? It's going to be way easier for them to be like, oh, right. I'm feeling anxious right now. Oh, I think if I maybe meditate or breathe, like my son's been doing a really good job lately about breathing when he's feeling anxious and stressed and breathing. And I've taught him, you know, a little bit of a thing that I did, which is inviting that stress in and asking it what it's there to teach us, just being kind to it. And he's doing these things. And it's like, oh man, if I knew those things at age nine, it would have been a different life. Not that, you know, I'm not happy with my life right now. I'm grateful for literally everything that's happened because it's made me who I am and I love it now. And wouldn't it have been nice not to suffer so long along the way? So I think that by exposing my kids to it and not making them do it, but just showing them and then showing them the positive results from it, they're going to be much more likely to jump in there and do it themselves when they need it, when they're a little bit older. Number two is talk to them in a way that shows you're mindful of them. Now, really being able to see your kids and tell them that you see them is one of the fundamental supports you can give them as you create a secure attachment. It also helps to give them permission to be mindful of their own internal worlds instead of repressing them and learning not to trust themselves. This is usually done with compassionate, empathetic communication that proves to them you're really paying attention. For example, you could say, oh, I see you're really anxious right now. That makes sense. Starting a new school year can be really scary. Or when your brother took the toy from you, it made you feel angry. I get that. You can also ask questions that get your kids to think about how they feel. For example, one of the things we ask our kids rather than how is school is what was most fun about school today? That gives us insights into what makes them happy and what they think is fun and opens up further opportunities to see them. You can be like, wow, that sounds fun. You really like to connect with your friends playing sports. And man, when you're actually able to like talk to them this way, think about what's the alternative, right? Probably what you got. It's definitely, you know, what I experienced more often than not, which is like either nothing <laughs> or why are you crying? Stop crying. I'll give you something to cry about. And the idea that we make in our own heads when we are talked to like this are like, wow, I should just like not feel these things. I should squash them. And I'm probably bad for having them because it's, you know, taking my caregiver further away from me, not closer. Um, so maybe I'll just like ignore them from here on out. And then you become the opposite of mindful. You don't notice anything if it gets really bad other than when you get triggered and then you lash out and everything's terrible. So if you just like talk to them and show them that they're worthy of looking inward, it's going to do a lot of good for your kids. Number three is have moments throughout the day where you check in. It's one of my favorite things that we do. We build in mindful moments, like little tiny mindful moments throughout the day to give my kids a little taste of what it's like to slow down and pay attention. 
We try to do this as often as possible in the moment if something comes up, but there are three common ways we utilize this. So number one is before screens. Because they are such a toxic time suck for so much of this planet, we insist on practicing a bit of mindfulness before our kids lose themselves to the TV. Now we'll sit together and I'll walk them through a quick mindfulness practice that usually includes one or two minutes of quiet meditative breathing, something uh, that they're grateful for in the moment, uh, sharing their favorite part of the day, and sometimes we'll get more body activated if they're sort of like really up in their heads or they've got a lot of energy. We'll do Qigong, we'll do jumping jacks, we'll do, you know, wrestling, whatever. And every once in a while, we'll briefly talk about why we do this, like just um, on the weekend, actually, they wanted to watch a movie. And so we did this and I said like, guys, we are doing this for this reason. We want to be making sure that we are mindful. We are making sure that we are the ones in control here, not the television. We can be grateful that we have the time to do this because we're not living in like a war-torn country. We can be grateful that this exists because we live in the year 2022. And we're going to make sure this is working for us, not the other way around. We're not going to make sure, we're not going to be at the mercy of the content creators. And so I don't do that very often, but I just try and, you know, make sure they're putting two and two together um, and just building a habit like that. So the second time that we do this is before meals, which is a great time, again, to introduce more gratitude. I know a lot of people uh, pray before meals. That's great. It's a great time to sort of give thanks. And what we have done as well is do gratitudes. And so there's like there's a million reasons, obviously, why gratitude is a proven life booster, if you will. So we're pretty big on encouraging it. You can look up um, all sorts of studies on that if you want, or you could just do it and prove it to yourself because who needs studies when you just do it and it works. I like to mix it up and include different ideas to give the kids a breadth of just how grateful you can truly be for the life we live in. Um, things I like to touch on, and obviously like we go, my wife and I go as well so that the kids can hear what we're grateful for and get a sense of just how amazing life is. So I like to touch on physical health, including functioning senses. Like, oh, wow, I'm so grateful that I can like taste this food. I'm grateful that I live in 2022 where we have super amazing access to optometry because like without my glasses or contacts, I am not so good at seeing. And it's great that I can see uh, nowadays, you know, the people and the animals who are responsible for all aspects of the food we're about to eat from the animal itself to the delivery driver who um, drove it to the supermarket, to the cook, which is often my wife. Um, grateful for things like love, the ability to improve, learn, and heal, the physical goods that make things better, the time and place in which we live, um, each other, our family, the men in my life through men's group and everything else. Like There are so many things to be grateful for from you know life itself, all the way down to the fact that there's a dude who drives a truck, who gets the meat from wherever it is and brings it to me wherever I am. Like that is incredible. And what a, an amazing, you know, civilization to have built something like that. Uh, the third place to do this is before school. So I like to get the kids set up with a mindful reminder before they leave for the day, uh, for, for a day of school, I should say. And I'll usually remind them that they'll never get a chance to live this day again. And so it makes a lot of sense to pay attention to it and to do the best you can and to choose to have a good day. It's also a great time for me to affirm them, which again, touches on point two and shows up that shows them that you see them, uh, encouraging them to look inside and notice the same good things about themselves. So basically, guys, don't be overbearing. Just make it natural. You can practice mindfulness openly. Notice your child's inner life and take moments throughout the day to check in. These are great ways to begin introducing your kids to the idea of being conscious of what's going on inside and outside them. Now, it's not going to look perfect. This is parenting after all. They may resist. They may not even want to take part in this stuff all the time. 
But if you don't force it, and if you're genuinely interested about showing them mindful practices as a way of life, they're going to at the very least grow up with a toolbox of tools that are going to be here ready to help them navigate their emotions and challenges through life. So these guys are three simple ways. I hope they're useful for you. Let me know in an Instagram DM, dadwork.kurt, if you don't follow me there already. If these worked, if there are more that you use, send me a DM. Otherwise, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you left a review on Apple. That way more fathers will be able to get this information. Uh, this is literally stuff I'm sharing that changed my life, and I'm not saying that lightly. And so my goal with this entire project is to help as many dads as possible get this stuff faster than I did, because it literally took me years and years of suffering and trying and failing. So if you would like to be part of that, if you would like to pass it on, if you will, please could you leave a review and let other men know if you've been getting value from this podcast. It will help it in the algorithms. More men will listen to it. And you can also send it to friends if you have anyone who think who you think would benefit from this. We are also going to be doing our free monthly community men's group call at the end of this month, April 2022. If you want to join us, you can go to dad.org slash free and sign up. You'll get the link sent to you that way. And uh, that will be a fantastic time. If you want to join us more regularly, you can join the village at dad.org slash village, our online training and brotherhood community for fathers. Or there may be one space left in our Wednesday group for the dad's men's group that we run. Uh, you can go to dad.org slash group and apply to join us there. I think that's it for now. Of course, you can hit me up on Instagram, email, uh, anywhere else if you want to get in touch. And I very much appreciate you listening, guys. That's it for now. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Dad Work Podcast. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. To find out more about everything that we talked about in the episode today, including show notes, resources, and links to subscribe, leave a review, work with us, go to dad.work slash pod. That's D-A-D dot W-O-R-K slash P-O-D. Type that into your browser, just like a normal URL, dad.work slash pod. You'll find everything there you need to become a better man, a better partner, and a better father. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.